As followers of Christ, we are faced with new norms and societal changes that may differ from our worldview. We see fads continue to shape not only our culture, but our beliefs as well. Are we following the trends of life, or are we seeking after the deeper truths which God places before us? We'll discuss these questions and more in Trend or Truth. Hey everybody, it's Mason in the hot seat again, and uh, this week Zorn gets to be the guest. Yeah! I get to be the host. I'm so excited. So excited! (laughs) Have y'all ever seen that? Kevin Hart? Nobody? Okay. Yes. I'll stop it. So excited! (laughs) But uh, we got got me, we got... I got voices. Zorn as usual, we have Corey Murphy with us. Yeah, yeah. And we got Wes Hostler. Hello there. (laughs) I was waiting for the old man voice, so that threw me off. <laughs> so we're going to kind of talk about, this is going to be our last episode for this season. So we're going to take a break for a couple weeks before we come back for season two. And we're going to kind of talk about what our next phase is for AMP and the Trend or Truth podcast. And just kind of want to get everybody's thoughts on, uh, so how are we going to be doing service next season? This is more directed towards you, Zord. Well, honestly, it, you know, prayerfully it'll look a lot like it did last year um we're gonna meet on sunday nights at 7 30 for dinner uh and then we're you know we'll have service following that at eight o'clock um the the reason i say prayerfully is is you know with covid and stuff being a campus ministry being a campus ministry and a uh i always hesitate to call myself a pastor but i'm kind of in that role but you know I've, i've always spoke adamantly about God putting our authority figures in place for a reason, and we should trust those and and follow what they want as long as it's not going against our faith. So we're going to have to follow some of those rules that the school puts in place, and and we want to honor those. We do want to keep people safe, even if maybe I don't think it's as dangerous as everyone else. I still want to respect the people that Mm -hmm. that are in fear and honor them because I do love them. Uh, and if I need to wear a mask to do that, then I'll do that. But so we're just going to kind of have to see what, what happens. I'm one of those that tends to not make a decision till it's time to make a decision. Um, but we'll plan on everything going ahead as normal, but with some reservations, like we're going to make some, uh, uh, some face coverings that we might, you know, give away if someone comes in and they don't have one or or whatever. So, okay, cool. And, uh, yeah, you kind of talked about how we're going to be working with the campus and that's also kind of like a. I got a question here. Like, how are we going to be serving the campus of RSU? Well, we still got to kind of watch those social distancing guidelines and may, we might not be able to be on campus specifically. Like, so uh, kind of how are we going to go about that? How would we uh, still show the love of Jesus, but respect those guidelines that are in place? It's well, kind of open for any, anybody. For well, anybody. and I'll just, I'll, while these guys are thinking, this, this is kind of what we've been challenging people in our small groups. Uh, and what I'll make the challenge on this, uh, hoping hopefully people will hear it, is uh, to me this is going to be the year that is most valuable to know your testimony and to be able to share your testimony. We've been in the AMP station now for three or four years, uh, not in this building but still as a group AMP, and I believe we've been building people up and training them for this time. I think it's uh, about courage and uh, about trusting God and, and knowing that He is the one that is, the, that is responsible to bring people to him into his kingdom, but we're the ones that are supposed to go out and verbalize it and share it. And that's going to take courage that only God can give us and a trust that, Hey, 
I didn't fail when that person didn't give their life to Christ. That's, and God didn't fail. It just wasn't that time in, in the immediate. So that's what I've been challenging people to do is start preparing your testimonies. I'm starting to ask them to share it with me uh, just because I want to hear them, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, But I also want to know that they're prepared with them and, and kind of have it in place. And Because it's something you don't think about, I think, uh, until someone goes, oh, well, I guess I do kind of need to have that. And, and some people don't think they have one because they grew up in Christ. And they do have a story. That That is a testimony right. still. What about you guys? Well, first of all, I apologize for my English accent when I said hello because it you know, made everybody else feel awkward. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, a lot of times we talk about um, martyrs. We talk about people that are in third world countries or communist countries that have to you know, deal with persecution in a way that we're not used to. Yeah. And when we sort of get a different perspective about things that are politicized, we can feel like because of certain labels or whatever, um, we're, we're being persecuted because of the way we see things. Mm. So it, in, in this way, we're going to have to say, well, what is it that's going to represent Christ? Well, not, you know, standing up in the face of people and screaming back or being militant or combative or, or whatever that is. It's going to be just the opposite without compromising. Just like, you know, what was Zorna saying is like, how do, how do you, you know, straddle that line? Mm. How do you, how do you not compromise what you believe? But if, if it's not a hill to die on, if it's not something that, you know, enables people to think wrongly or against, you know, uh, things that we think are important, like, freedom of choice or, mm. or whatever it is, right. then we need to be humble enough to do things that maybe we don't necessarily like, mm-hmm. but we care more about the person than we do some stance right. on right. some political view or whatever it is. Does that make sense? Yeah. You kind of want to show more of the relationship right. with Christ more than like saying you're wrong and this is why. And then if you don't get your life changed, this is what's going to happen. It's like, we don't want to take that approach. We want to kind of show the loving side of Christ, but also kind of show them where to go and the direction that Christ requires us to follow. Exactly. You know, Pastor John Ray last, last week said um, that the greater yield to the lesser. And I never did get around to asking my real question because I kind of stopped him and I was like, do they, you know, and, and it was, it wasn't a call out, but it was like, do we as Christians really, you know, and not that we're greater in a sense of, our life's all figured out or anything like that. But we we are serving a greater purpose. We are serving the highest purpose in serving God. So, But do we honestly yield to the lesser? Because I'm the first one that'll tell you, I don't want to wear a mask. So I'm, that's dumb. That's ridiculous. And if I truly think like that, then you would never see me with a mask. But all of you here have seen me with a mask because I care about everyone else that thinks that that's important to them. Whether if they're scared or if they're just doing it as a stance, if they're just doing it to support, if I if I feel like I'm going to live this life for Christ, sometimes I got to do things, and that doesn't go against my religious beliefs. That doesn't go against what God wants me to do. All that does is maybe, quite possibly, could show someone that I care enough to show you that that you're important enough that I'll put a covering on, face covering on, for your protection. And for mine, if that makes you feel better that I need to be, then I'm, I'm okay with that, you know? Mm-hmm. And that goes against every fiber of my being. But that's 
what the greater yielding to the lesser is, I believe. Yeah, I think a lot of times you just as humans we get caught up on a on a stance that we want to take. It's not a biblical stance. It's just how I feel about this certain issue. And why are you looking at me when you say that stuff? I'm not looking because <laughs> I do. No, you're right. I mean, you're right. Because I'm the same way. I don't. I don't want to wear a mask. And like my wife, for example, she will say like, "Okay, well, if a store requires me to wear a mask, I'm not doing. It. I'm not going to the store." Right. And I think a lot of times that can kind of not necessarily hurt our witness, but it can make people look at us and be like, they care so much about that one issue that they're not willing to compromise. Well, what's it going to look like when I screw up? Yeah, and, and, yeah, that's good. You know, uh, it, it kind of, it's not, but it almost looks like a judgmental perspective right. from the outside looking in. So I think sometimes we have to swallow our pride and and in, if it's not a, a hill to die on, then we need to yield and just show them that we care enough about them that we'll do what they wish. We'll do anything short of sin. Because I'm, I'm the same guy. I'm, yeah. I'm like, that's your right as a business. I'm not going to attend your business, but who is that about? Yeah. That's about you and only you. Yeah. And that's not what we're supposed to be about in this life. So we have to definitely rethink that and approach it in a different way. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so, so where I think, uh, one thing I got on here is, uh, what, what's our mission as AMP going to be moving forward? We kind of covered it already, but what's our, what's our main purpose going to be going into the fall? What are we going to be leading with and what are we kind of going to be, gearing towards ending with in the fall and then going into the spring with. I, I kind of want to hear these guys' answers before I say. Well, I know the answer because you've already told me. Okay, well, just like what <laughs> what what would you like to see if you if you got to choose it? Well, you know, I'm, I mean, you kind of do, but. I've been thinking about it a lot and, and praying on it. And, you know, with everything being moved to online for the fall, people are going to have a lot of it, which they're still going to be in the dorms. But with everything being moved online, you're not going to be able to gather in big groups. They moved know. everything to online? Yeah. But they're still going to be on campus? Yes. Well, I didn't know that. I, I'm not wrong in that, am I? I thought they were still having classes. No, I, I don't know. When I understand, they're still having uh, in-person classes, but you just have to wear masks. That's yeah, what that's, they're requiring. That's what I oh, yeah, last I heard it was all Okay, well, then I guess my point doesn't really have that much <laughs> standing. Because <laughs> I was going to say, if, if we're all online, then people are going to have a lot more time on their hands. So they're going to have a lot of downtime with nothing to do. And, you know, you're going to fill that with watching TV or whatever. And I was thinking that as AMP, we could make some kind of, not necessarily a, a Bible study, but a, a, a sheet that we could send out with like some big life questions, maybe some scripture reference to those life questions and just kind of get people thinking, you know, get, get them searching their soul, get them thinking about, what their, what their stance really is. Cause a lot of people, I mean, I know me before I was a Christian, I didn't ever even think about the afterlife. It wasn't ever something yeah. that even occurred to me. It was just, I, I don't know. I've never really given it much thought. So I think if you could just get people thinking about stuff like that, it might stir their thoughts and be like, I, I don't, I guess I've never even put any thought into it. And then when they start putting thought into it, that's when the, the door opens for conversation about Jesus. So that was, but that's so good too, because Everybody thinks that this pandemic is the worst thing. Let me tell you what comes with this pandemic is other pandemics. And those pandemics are mental health. Those pandemics are people that relied on not just church and fellowship, but just fellowship in general with people, with with real life people. And now the things that they've escaped from because of that fellowship, whether it be in a church or whether it just be with other individuals, it's affecting their mind. 
the person that has to be at home with their abusive husband, the child that has to go through child abuse and his father and or mother or whoever it is, is working from home now. That's as dangerous as a pandemic, mm-hmm. as any pandemic that you can throw out there. Uh, I don't, if, if I go home to an abusive spouse, that doesn't change with medicine. That doesn't change with, uh, there's not something that you can cure. There's not a hope for that if you're not going to look to Christ. And it's tougher to look to Christ if you don't even have a place that you can go to look to look for Christ at. And so what you're saying is a great idea because maybe then that's the thing that at least gets them connected to going, Hey, well, this guy handed me this piece of paper, you know, how do I locate that guy? Or how do I locate the place where he's coming from that he represents? And maybe that's some stuff we've got to put in place and make sure that it's there, especially if we can't see people face to face and, and um, eye to eye. All I can think about is what you were saying is that um, all the other things that are side effects of quarantine and being isolated um, were not designed as human beings to be isolated. Right. And definitely not as Christians. Yeah. And so all the addictions, all the uh, mental illness is going to be exacerbated. I mean, it's just going to mm-hmm. go off the charts, which they knew that that was going to happen. Exacerbated. That's what I was trying to think of instead of <laughs> runs crazy wild. That <laughs> couldn't think of it. <laughs> okay. There goes my derailed training. <laughs> my man. I, I can't help myself. I'm, I got to get better at that. But I mean, you're so right that we, what we think we know is never really complete until it happens. And the timing, uh, you know, was supposed to be a short-term thing, and nobody anticipated we'd be where we are right now as far as the length of everything being full stop and and stuff like that. And now you have people that felt like they were hanging on till whenever right and we're past that point mm-hmm. and then you start getting into some serious hopelessness uh you've got suicides that are mm-hmm. increasing all kinds of stuff and you and i know that there is no hope in government there's no hope in our jobs there's no hope in all these different things that people have placed their hope in for their whole lives we know that it's christ we know that it's god in a relationship with him and so how do we help people in that hopelessness, you know, see something beyond what they're blanketed with or, you know, shown on social media, all this, uh, you know, way, all these ways that people are falling deeper into depression. The church is kind of feeling like their hands are tied because they're being ridiculed for holding services. Yeah. Uh, You know, and I know pastoral visits are maybe a thing of the past where pastor would actually go to people's houses and have dinner with them or just drop by to say hey and check on them and things like that and so but the people that they did that for typically are the most at risk exactly so he can't even really do that and feel good about it you know 100 percent. that's that's what i mean is it we are in a, a desperate situation and uh, it's not just about a virus yeah 100 right yeah. and that's why 100 <laughs> <laughs> I try to be hip every once in a while. So. That is exactly why everybody saw to, the red 100 in their head. Don't <laughs> don't lie about it. You know you did. We've got to think outside the box. Yeah. We, we I hate that phrase, but uh, you're right. You're right. It, it it can't work the way that it used to even if 
it's not something that's supposed to be like, well, I'm, you know, not going to fall into the old fashioned Orthodox traditional way of doing Christianity. Well, at this point we have no other choice than to change. Yeah. And if I'm just sharing my opinion, I don't think this is ever going to go away. I don't think, you know, uh, the way that these experts are talking about the virus and things like that, I think it's something we're going to have to learn to live with. The vaccine is, is yet to be seen and what it's going to do and, and everything else. And, uh, I think we need to plan for this to be the new flu, the new virus that's in our world and how we're going to deal with it instead of, you know, placing all our hope in the way that, you know, certain people are saying we just need to keep, um, you know, depending on our government to save us. Yeah. Okay. So if we are having to adapt, if we are having to change, what are those, what are some of the things that we can do to help point people to Jesus, even though we kind of have to be maybe distant, maybe separated physically, what are the things that we can do in order to still be that light that we're called to be? I love that question because the easy answer is to be the example, you know, (laughs) and well, if I can't see people, I can't, it's hard to be the example, you know, uh, Facebook and and social media uh, has run its course. You know, I loved I loved when all this started because I was like, man, there's people seeing the gospel that have never seen it and never would have. That would have been great if it had lasted a month. Now they're scrolling right past it. It'd have been great if it lasted a month because after a month they might have been like, man, I'm going to go see that guy in person that I saw on the screen. Um, but now, honestly, Christians. I don't know how to show air quotes on here. We need to get an air quote button on there. (laughs) Christians are to me using that as their excuse to um, Wes and I just talked about it in Sam's yesterday. And I said, you know, I think that people are going, Oh yeah, I watched it online. And you're like, dude, there were 12 people online and you weren't one of them. (laughs) Okay. It's not hard to tell those kinds of things. And we ran into pastor Ted Estes from life changer down the road here. And, uh, he said, you know, we got people telling us that they're watching it, but there's not a lot of evidence to it, you know? So they're seeing the same thing, and, and it's people claiming it's an excuse. It's an opportunity to stay home, and then it's a built-in excuse. Well, I've been watching it online, you know? And make no mistake, while watching it online is great. If that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do. But there is no substitution for the fellowship of people. I don't care. We witnessed it in Zoom. It wasn't an, it wasn't an exchange. It wasn't an equal thing. It was it was totally different. We had people dropping out. We had people coming in and saying, "Man, I don't like that." Now I know sometimes that's excuses, but a lot of times there's some truth to it. Being face to face with people that are struggling the way that you're struggling has value and has a, a, a great way of impacting you and turning you from the things that are bothering you because you start hearing uplifting things from someone else, especially when they're in the word, especially when they're reading the Bible and God has been feeding them those things, knowing that they're going to come across someone that's going to be in their path. That may not be the deal. So we're going to have to try to figure out a way as many times as I've said in here that we're not in your face, but we're here just in case we're going to have to find some ways to try to get in their face, but still in a non-confrontational, non-judgmental way. And to me, the easiest thing is I'm not going to tell you what's wrong with you and why you need God. 
I'm going to tell you what was wrong with me and what God did about it in my life. And if there's mm-hmm. something that you want to talk about after that, then let's get it on. I think that this, just all this being moved online and the bad part is I think it really exposed a lot of the on the fence Christians, you know, people that you're just regular Sunday attenders. They didn't read their Bible throughout the week. So you they, mean on the bench Christians? Yeah. Cause on the fence, they're trying to make a yeah. decision on the bench means they're sitting in the pew, yeah. but they ain't, they ain't living it anywhere yeah. else. I think there's a big difference. I think it's exposing both because yeah, you know, I, I've known people, I know people that are in both and you know, the on the fence guys are, well, they're just diving right back into their old life. There's no opportunity for them to meet. They never read their Bible to begin with. So they're definitely not reading it now. And they're alone. So they're just going to go back to their old way of life. And then you have your on the bench Christians, which are the people that just showed up on Sunday. And that was the only time they heard anything about God. Well, they were getting poured into once a week and they weren't living it, but now they're not even getting poured into. Cause like you said, there's the built in excuse of, Oh, I watched it online. Well, they didn't watch it online. They were mowing the lawn. <laughs> and so I think that it's, really had an impact on the people that haven't really found the kingdom of God yet. And it, it really breaks my heart because I think that that's the biggest part of the church. Like right now, the the biggest part of the church in the world and the earth is, is the on the bench guys, the people that are sitting on the pew waiting on the way, waiting on heaven yeah. and they're not doing anything. And so when this pandemic hit, all we have left in my opinion are the, are the people that were in this thing for real. I think that if churches opened up this Sunday, that attendances would be significantly down. And and, and then there'd be another built-in excuse, oh, we're, we're still a little worried about the virus. I, I just think that there's a lot of people who have used this to fall away. And it, it's given them an excuse. Yeah. And Satan's telling them like, oh, it's okay. This pandemic is, is took, took your mind away from all of that. And he's just trying to get them comfortable where they are because if we're comfortable, then he's got us where he wants us. Yeah. And so when we come back, I think we're going to have to just be super intentional with pouring into people individually, mm. personal evangelism, because there's so many people out there that either gave up on it throughout this pandemic or just stopped listening altogether. And so I think that those we need those people to understand that this pandemic doesn't stop the kingdom. All it did was stop a meeting on a Sunday, but that this life is so much more than that. It, it, what we do as a Christian doesn't revolve around a Sunday. And I think that if we can bring that realization to the people of the campus, then that's where we can really impact lives. Because if they see that we haven't, we haven't backed off of our faith any right. throughout this pandemic, then they're going to realize that we really do have something here. It's not just a meeting on a Sunday. They really are still the same person that they said they were before this pandemic happened. Mm. And so I just think personal evangelism is going to be huge when we come back. And we talk about that all the time. I mean, you're talking about what's your reaction to a crisis. And our reaction is I still have joy. I still have peace. I I still have all those things that God promised me, comfort. Um, You know, I'm kind of with Wes. I don't know if this is ever going to go away. I think there's going to be a point where the government's finally going to have to say, you know what? This is our life. So let's just go and get after it, you know? Um, which will be a glorious day to me because I don't think everyone's quite as scared as they're making it out to be. Um, but I think then's when we've got to really be uh, focused and ready as a group of harvesters. So 
my goal and my mission coming back, kind of getting to your previous question is being real intentional with the people that we have right here, right now that are willing, they're ready and try to get them equipped to, uh, uh, go out into the, the world. Mm. Uh, Cause what we had a group that we thought was, was with us. And I don't, I don't mean this to just, just follow the words is cause to try to make the point, you know, we had a group that we thought was with us. Well, now they're, they're back to a part of the world. So we've got to try to build the people up that are truly fighting for it, that are followers and not fans. Right. Wes, um, and get them built up so that they can get those people to be actual followers and not bench sitters, not pew sitters, not just attenders. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, talking about not a fan, yeah. a, a book by Kyle Eidelman. And there's one section in there that really connects with what we're talking about. And that's where do you go for comfort? And that's huge right yeah. now is that we think of everybody that's, in need of comfort in every way, shape, and form. Uh, you know, for a while, people were having to deal with not being able to do regular procedures, medical procedures, mm-hmm. because of COVID. So you got physical comfort they need. We just got through talking about psychological comfort. And now, what about spiritual comfort? You know, that's something that people don't know they have a hunger for. And so they try to replace it with all these other different things that are going on. And that's why alcoholism and other things. Yeah, they didn't ever close liquor stores, did they? They did not. So guess what? But that was all the stuff that we normally turn to was still accessible. Exactly. And they're, they're forced to find some relief somewhere. And we know when, when those things don't fix it, that's when your hope really starts to sink. Uh, so, you know, ha- however we can show people what they're really hungering for. And, 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 you know, I don't have an answer to help people realize that they are uh, settling for less. Yeah. And that's that's really one of my passions is to help them, you know, get past the point where they think something spiritual has to do with strictly, you know, after you die. This is not we're not preaching a gospel that's going to help you uh, get your ticket punch to get into heaven. We're talking about a gospel that helps you live your best life. Mm -hmm. And before we got in to the pandemic, that was a hot topic with Mm -hmm. everyone is everybody had the key ingredient to add so that you could live the best life. And one of Satan's main goals is to keep the Christian from knowing what Jesus has made available to him. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, how do we let people know we're not trying to give them, uh, you know, something that's necessarily uh, something you can look forward to when you're 80 years old? Because nobody really thinks about that. No, you know, no, no, I didn't. And how do we show them when we're not having in-person uh, life experiences to the where they see, well, they look like they are enjoying life to its fullest yeah right uh and i realize i'm just posing a bunch of more questions but i think it's the ones that we need to be asking uh you know how how does this change what we do on a daily basis how does it change uh, when we encounter people that we may not even see as an opportunity because they're 
thinking the exact opposite in this very contentious time of racism, uh, political polarization, on and on and on. Maybe those moments that seem like conflict are actually opportunities. Yeah, so good. So that that's a uh, good and yeah, like we don't really have the full answer as to what we're going to do next, but we're trusting God to kind of lead us along the way, and uh, of course He'll show it to us if we ask. Yeah, and so and that's one of the things that we're we we're going to start talking about um, for the next couple of weeks is praying for vision. Um, you know, we just us guys just set through the promise keepers, and you know, they talked a lot about vision, mm. um, and we did that last year, and people come through with some really really. Uh, good vision for what they wanted to see uh, from AMP, what they wanted to see. And and make no mistake, all of that was fed from, from God. I mean, there was no doubt. I mean, right. you know, there was some of them that were freaky fed from God. You know, when I had this vision about a certain thing going on with AMP, and then Morgan was like, hey, I had a vision that I'm going to be uh, writing uh, newsletters and stuff for nationwide amp and we're just like, or is it international or something? Mm-hmm. And, and all these stories that just kind of come together and we're like, Oh my God. And there were different, different people in different places that had these visions that aligned, you know, and, and, uh, it's hard to deny those things, uh, are being spirit fed. So, you know, I'm excited to see what happens, but at the same time, I'm terrified. Um, because you know, I'm still flesh, still a man. And I, I still, uh, I want to see God work the way I want him to work. And I've got a great plan. I've, I've got an awesome plan. Um, it's nowhere near what God's is. <laughs> I can promise you, you know? Yeah. So you started talking about what Morgan's doing and, and she's kind of getting our website kind of taken care of. So what's uh, going to be the next thing as far as this podcast, Trend or Truth? And what, what are we going to be plugging into the website for AMP with? What, how are those two things going to connect and how are they going to move us forward? Well, we've got several things uh, that we're going to, and I know it's tough to say that you're going to focus on when you're talking about several things. Um, You know, first and foremost, we're always, our search is for the lost. Um, But as a a group, as a congregation, whatever you want to call that, we've got to build each other up. Um, But, and we're going to do some things too that, uh, you know, we're going to start really talking about getting people to go on mission trips. Um, it's a huge focus for Chi Alpha. Uh, it's a huge focus for my wife. Um, it's been on her heart since our big change in, in uh, 2015. And the website's going to help facilitate a lot of that. You know, the website's going to uh, it's going to host our podcast where we can direct people directly to it if we need to. It's going to tie in with our our uh, live stream. Um, at some point, whenever we get going back in the fall again. Uh, but it's also going to be a place where, honestly, we can ask for help, financial help for missions, for the AMP station and things like that. Um, but missions is, is going to be a big deal, going to be a big focus this this coming up semester. And I think uh, the website will help us be able to reach out and, and point someone, someone to that so that they can help a young adult that might need help financially, prayerfully, you know, all those different things. So I think that'll be kind of cool that the missions is, is a big part of it. Cause like I was saying earlier, I think when the people, when we're allowed to meet again, I think it's going to be a really focused group of people. It's going to be yeah. the people that have really stuck with it and they're, they're not going away. They're ready for their next step. And for a lot of people that could be the next step of 
of going further into a relationship with Jesus. So I think that's kind of really, really, really cool and God aligned. Mm. You got any opinions on that, Wes? Nope. You know, just to <laughs> just to kind of tag on to missions, just so you kind of have an idea of what we're going to do. Um, Kimberly is in serious prayer right now. I'm uh, I'm praying alongside her, but I'm not as fervent as she is in it. Um, but her her plan, if if and that's what she's praying right now, is if if this is God's will. Uh, and you know, it's easy to say, well, why wouldn't it be God's will that you go and serve people that need it and Costa Rica. Well, sometimes that's not his plan for you. He'll still get, he'll still provide, but that may not be his plan. For, so that's what she's praying over. And the plan is, um, we're going to go down there for, uh, four to six weeks. And we're hoping that young adults such as yourselves, uh, build teams of eight to 10 people and come down to commit a week to serve there. Uh, you get to see the churches that we partner with. You get to see the ministries that we partner with. And uh, more importantly, you get to be obedient to God's call. I, I love when you're in a service and they say, hey, our deal for missions here is pray, go, send. You know, if you can't go, then pray. If you can't pray or, you know, then send, you know, pay for somebody. That's all awesome. And I want you to do that. I want you to pray and I want you to send money so that we can send people. But the Bible commands us to go into all parts of the world and search for the lost and try to get share the gospel with them. So that's what we're going to try to do. We're going to try to be down there for, like I said, for four to six weeks and have hopefully four teams come in, um, spend a week with us. And we got a couple of pastors there that are local. They're, they got their finger on the heartbeat or pulse, whatever you want to call that. And we're excited to get down there and really do some some work for a span of time. Awesome. So uh, before we go, uh, what do you guys want to see in the podcast next season? What are some topics that you think we need to be covering? What What do you? Uh, what's some you've been wanting to talk about that we just haven't had a chance to talk about yet? You know, I did think about that part of it, and I don't know if there is a way that we could at least pull the people that have been faithful at listeners so far. That's something I think we can put on our website. Probably we can direct them to that and, and uh, see. You know, if they want maybe a to be continued off of something we've previously talked about mm-hmm. or something brand new. Yeah, definitely. But you Murph, you got anything? I think that's a really good to idea about? to get the listeners involved. I mean, it, because what we want to talk about or what we think might be a really good idea to talk about might not be something that relates to our, our, uh, our audience. I think anytime you can help somebody through something like this, that where we just have a blast doing it, uh, anytime we can pour wisdom into a problem that somebody's having and help them through a stage of their life, I think that'd be huge. Mm-hmm. So I think having a, you know a base a basic way that audience could you know even send mail to to Zorn right. and say like, hey, this is one of the struggles I've been going through, and I'd really mm-hmm. just like I'd like to remain anonymous, but I'd like for you guys to talk about how to get through this certain thing. Right. And right. You know that could be a whole a whole season of how to get through different issues or or problems that you run into whether it be on the christian walk or when you're living in the world Mm. i just want to be rich and famous (laughs) no you know mason that's one of the things we've said all along we're we're not doing this to get rich we're not doing this to get famous i mean there's right there's a couple of our podcasts that have 25 uh you know downloads that's not people aren't going to start sending you cash for that they're not going to be asking you to to advertise um I want to do this so that young adults will get involved with it. 
I would like to see a day when you guys just do podcasts every week and it's three or four different people every week. And Wes and I are just glad to listen, you know, uh, when we, we started it now because we had some extra money because we weren't having to do the regular feeding and stuff. So we were able to get the equipment. We were able to get good equipment, uh, to try to do a good product. Cause the Bible says that if we're going to do something, we need to try to do it right. Um, and, but I, I just like to see, you know, young adults get involved. Um, I, we've even, and it wasn't able to because of the COVID stuff, you know, and it's summertime. So most of our kids are gone, but I'd like to see some, some new kids get involved with something, and, you know, getting to hide behind a mic helps a little bit, you know, it's just like hiding behind a computer and you can, you don't feel that intimidation of someone staring at you on stage yeah. or whatever. And, uh, but uh, I also, I would like to see some new podcasts spin out of this place. You know, I'd, I'd love, you know, Sophie is just like creative. I mean, I don't know if you guys see her makeup stuff she does. Uh, I mean, she's just creative. She, there's a podcast in that girl, I promise you. <laughs> and it's it's about it's about God and, and the heart. And, uh, you know, so I could see her starting a little podcast and we've got the stuff. Don't Don't go out and spend your money on it. Just start it here. You know, and we've got to have some things that don't step outside of our faith, but it doesn't have to be a total Christian, you know, follow the guidelines. You know, we're not going to represent something that we're not something that we don't believe in, but it doesn't have to be all about God. Uh, this one, Trinder truth. Yeah. Well, that's what we need to, that's what our basis needs to be about. But so we're talking about a spinoff podcast, spinoff podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Trinder truth. extra, you know, (laughs) kind of stuff the west hostler show the west hostler (laughs) show all about words you can never pronounce that'd be awesome where's the cringe button what did you (laughs) what i can't even think of the word you said a while ago was it like effervescence or something yeah that's that's what it it is is that it do you remember what it was exacerbated exacerbated (laughs) exacerbated Effervescent. someone said enormous the other day i looked at kimberly and i said i've never used the word enormous she said you say ginormous i said that's not a word that's combined in two words that i don't know but yeah that would be a good podcast i'd listen to that podcast i would too and you should always have a word of the day now we'd have the just podcast nascar (laughs) the word of the day is effervescent I like that. Well, uh, I think that about wraps it up. Do uh, you guys have anything else you want to cover before we sign off? No. All right. Just love God, love people, make disciples. Oh, yeah. Pray All for right. us. Stay Pray for it. us. Stay after it. Never give up. Um, even if you're struggling right now, uh, send me- send mail to Zorn. Send something. Reach out to us. Find a way to connect with us. Um, I mean, my name's Corey Murphy. You guys can connect me up, connect with me on any social media. Um I recently I've really been trying to extend my prayer life into praying for my friends and my family and yeah. and even people mm-hmm. I don't know really trying to step into a different realm of my prayer life so uh we'd love to pray for you love to try to help you through any problems that you guys are having just never give up never quit stepping right and of course you guys can always connect with us on our social media either at like uh it's just amp yourself at uh Facebook or Twitter or Instagram and uh that's an easy way to get connected with us either just for the podcast or if you need prayer, uh, we're uh, glad to partner with you on that. So uh, I think this is going to be it for our first season. It's been a great couple episodes, and uh, we look forward to coming back uh, in the fall.
about three weeks or so. Right? Yeah, in about three weeks. Probably we're around, start season two. Uh, what's that? We start school the 17th, so I'd say probably around that time. Yeah, we'll, either late August or early September. I think yeah. we're going to get rolling again. So Cool. All right. Well, we love you guys, and we just thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Trend or Truth podcast. This podcast is recorded out of the AMP station in Claremore, Oklahoma. AMP is a Christian ministry geared towards college students and young adults with an emphasis on loving God, loving people, and making disciples. If you like what you heard, consider becoming a subscriber so you don't miss out on a single episode. We release new entries every Monday. Also, rate and review this podcast on iTunes and share it on social media. Once again, thank you for joining us today, and we'll talk to you next time.